night when the moon is high. The shadows dance, evil will rise. The world between the living and the dead is deadly. So now is the time to let the horror you know And welcome back to the Horror You Know podcast. I'm Ian. I'm Ian. I'm Trent. And I'm Darren. 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 Did you say it like that? No. Oh, well. I'm Darren. How you guys doing this week? You know what? Not too bad. Uh, we are drinking some... <laughs> Wells is all right. <laughs> I'm drinking some half and half twisted tea at the moment, which mm. is also known as what, Trent? I believe it's uh, an Arnie Palmy. Arnie Palmy. <laughs> Is it lemonade and tea? It's mm. it's half half and half half iced tea and half lemonade. I did not know that. The more you he, know, he the said more it like you know. uh, two or three times earlier, and I miss it every time he said it. And then he was like, "Yeah, I said this." I was like, "Oh wait, you did say that." It's not bad. half and half the creamer. Don't make that mistake. Well, I guess I guess like that's where my brain went <laughs> to. I was just like, disgusting. "That sounds disgusting." I'm, I'm glad I didn't catch it until we were on air. Go to late night Denny's and just pour creamer down your throat. <laughs> oh, oh that's a nardy palmy. Because I vow from this day forward to say the more you know with the horror, you know. Every chance I get. Until Well, that's because we are on a shirt. We are slacking and we haven't done as many horror you know PSA ads lately, but we will. We're going to. We've got a lot of horror trivia. <laughs> looking at my hand <laughs> I just went like that and you went. <laughs> He's never seen a hand before. Just like, what it's does a he want from me gesture. right now? I didn't know what you were doing. <laughs> he pointed. All he did was point. It like, was I've delayed. It was before. like Nux, and I went in with the Nux, and he like pulled out the finger at the last second. <laughs> what if you would have hit my finger? You missed it. Hey, he was like scaling you know the, the wall. The animals, they see things that we can't see. My cat is like halfway up our wall. Dude, right he now. knew we were talking about it. It just got about four degrees colder in here. Oh, that's because the air just kicked off. Oh, okay. I thought it was my a ghost. cat, the mascot of our show, and great protector of us from evil spirits. Protector, He's, he he claws means his balls every chance he gets. They must have had him. He got my leg last week. Means his balls must have been up to something. He's afraid I'm going to have another kid. <laughs> He's like, get that demon child out of you. You had some. You had some. Um, Look at him. He's in, tainted testicles. He's intently listening. Oh, you're pointing at my tits. I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> yeah. I couldn't see your balls from here. At the table I was on the way. Sorry. Trent, I'm just happy to, to know that you have nothing against black cats. Nope, not a thing. You just said earlier that he was a piece of shit. You couldn't stand. <laughs> he him. is annoying, but I, mean, I was hoping you were talking about. I love the anyway. Janet Jackson "Black Cat" song, by the way. Really, I love Janet Jackson, by the way, and I, I feel uncomfortable about that. Why? She kind of looks like Michael a little bit in the face. <laughs> but you said, you, but she's you, sexy. I, oh God, I was gonna say you said that you liked her music. I was like, what does that got to do with her looking like Michael Jackson? No, I like her. Oh, I like the music too. So you want to fuck Michael Jackson? Is what you're well, saying? So he was Not very, now. He was very, he was <laughs> very happy about that I mean, Super Bowl nip slip. Even, even more. Yes, it was awesome. Mm. And I told everybody it was a nip slip, but they didn't believe me. Choreographed nip slip. Trim, we're here to talk about a movie this week. That movie is called Housebound. <laughs> it's like now, we're all stuck in this house just now, talking about random shit like cats I feel and bad Michael Jackson and because me, Trent, means we all watched Housebound. Wells accidentally watched Homeward Bound this week. The wrong movie. Great movie, though. I wouldn't be upset about that. Great movie. <laughs> Not really that scary. I mean, it is scary if you're a dog owner. Were in the of nowhere. For a dog owner, I Chance would be, got that porcupine. I'd be scared to death. I didn't watch 
Housebound or Homeward Let's Bound. I listened to the song Homeward Bound by Simon and Garfunkel mm. over and over uh, again. Uh, then I went home. At least you did something. You were, you were housebound. He was bound to his house. That's right. So the movie this week, like I said, it's called Housebound. We've all at least seen it at least one time, even this, though you didn't watch it recently. This is a deep cut. By the way, I'm I'm proud of Ian. He's going on a to a deep cut. Thank you. Golf deep clock. cut here. He he goes high sometimes, they, but they say first cut is the cut. deepest. Yes. Not I will get into my rating on this movie later. I am going to start you off on some true stories. Stories. Not stories. Hmm. They're short stories. Gotcha. So they're not necessarily um they're kind of inspirational to the movie but they're not directly taken to the movie it's just stories that tie into the movie they're the movie's premise i should say so with that being said when the director had this movie in mind he had a few movies he was kind of borrowing from one of them is a movie we've discussed on here before you guys have any guesses what that movie could have been uh poltergeist the Barons. No. <laughs> Trish, you got a guess? You Nobody's really guess ever thought about borrowed the from for this movie. Yeah, or what his inspiration for this movie kind of a movie that we've covered. Um, oh, yeah. I don't know. I'm blanking right now. One of them is the Changeling. Oh, oh we just did that one. That yeah. was from like a that couple, was my next next go. Changeling, ago. and then the Legend of Hell House. Which did we do? Good. Did no. we do that? Uh, we haven't. That's a oh. 1973 movie. Um, I don't recognize most of the people in this. Has other a James than Thompson lookalike in that movie? I only know who Rod Roddy Serling. McDowell is. Or Rod, no, no, Rod, Rod Serling. Serling. Roddy McDowell. Yeah, Roddy McDowell. I know who Roddy McDowell is. I don't is think James likes me saying that, but if you listen to this, James, you do kind of look Rod like... Rod Serling was on the, what, the Twilight, <laughs> Twilight, Zone. Twilight Zone. The dude I found out was only 35 years old when he was on those shows. And he Did looks he like he's young like 50 too? or 60. That's tragic. Didn't Rod Serling die young? Maybe we not. all do. It's because well, he did a lot of drugs. He's a good die young. James probably doesn't like it, but he does look like Karate McDowell. is kind he of does. funny. <laughs> well, if that's true, I'm going to live for fucking ever. And you know, I don't know why he wouldn't oh like God, it. Roddy no, M- I can't get that out of my head. He Roddy McDowell's a, a handsome fellow, man. I don't know Roddy McDowell or Roddy McDowell when he was in the Planet of the Apes movie? With Talented. The that's him. Oh, okay. Same yeah. guy. Talented. That, well, that's what I'm saying. He was the in Fright Night. Yes. Fright Night for real. Bitch, this is Fright Night. Okay. so calling our audience bitches, man. That's not nice. Our audience who doesn't know who James is. We're yeah. just going to alienate them all. So for those of you that... We'll show a picture of James and... Does he listen to this podcast? <laughs> he might. I don't know. He won't anymore. The one episode he tunes into. They're talking about me. Well, I'm going to have to go listen to my old pals. Hey, man, it was real and it was fun. It just wasn't real fun. Roddy McDowell used to be an Elvis impersonator, by the way. No shit. Another yeah. cool thing about him. What's so bad about this comparison? Nothing, I say. <laughs> nay. Nay, you say? Nothing. So what I'm going to do this week is a little bit different. Yep. I'm going to read some short stories. Now, these are allegedly based on true stories, and they're going to make sense. If you've seen Housebound, if not, go watch it. Watch it to the end. Not Homeward Bound. Not Homeward Bound. It's free on Tubi with ads. <laughs> true. I think it's on Prime Video as well. No ads. Number one story. A South Carolina woman known only as Tracy discovered her ex only a few weeks out of jail living in her attic in 2012. Tracy broke up with with this guy 12 years before he showed up in her house and just before he went to prison. Okay? She's dating this guy. They break up. He goes to prison. He gets out. 
While in prison, he wrote to her constantly. After hearing strange sounds, Tracy saw insulation and even nails fall from the ceiling. Prompting her nephew to investigate, he discovered a man sleeping in the heating unit in Tracy's attic. The, the secret house guest had filled fast food cups with his waist. Mm. And even more disturbingly, he positioned himself near a vent in the ceiling oh. of the master bedroom so he could watch her sleep. God. He immediately fled based on his release from prison. Police estimate he was living upstairs for under two weeks. How you guys feel about that first one? <laughs> That's creepy. Hmm. It is creepy. Where did he get the fast food cups? That's what your concern is. <laughs> Maybe not that he put feces in them. Not him. that he shit and pissed in them. But you're like, where did he get these cups? I mean, it's better I than shitting on the floor. It, it's better than using her cups, right? <laughs> I saw a story similar better than shitting through the vent while the they're sleeping. Not, but oh, it was on Down a show vent. on Investigation Discovery called Your Worst Nightmare. But the guy, he was just like a uh, stalker. I believe he had been in some trouble before he'd been in prison. And he got back out and was stalking this girl. And somehow he got into their house under disguise and... Wound up like staying in their house and living in their crawl space. Okay, first of all, don't look at me when you tell a story. Your eyes get so fucking big. <laughs> so the sad part about what you're saying is this is actually something that happens more than you think it does. Tragic. And honestly, like before I get into story number two, these are like urban legend type stories. You know what I mean? Like it's mm -hmm. like you're with your group of friends and like if you're around a campfire, you'll tell a story about like the man that lives in the walls or the attic or something crazy like that. Yeah. You would never think that this would actually be a real thing. The thing is, is I think the reason the stories are so scary is because they could, they could be true. They could really happen. However, at the same time, you don't think they could really happen because what are the odds of somebody living in your attic and walls and you not noticing? Yeah. Well, this guy would like follow him throughout because like I guess this pathway was like went throughout the whole house and was it Bob from Bob's Burgers when he got trapped in the walls <laughs> yeah. during Thanksgiving? Might as well have been. <laughs> well, but this thing. guy would wait till the house was empty and he would sneak out and he would grab food and take it into his crawl space and all that. So, like a rat. Yeah, pretty much. My main thing when watching the movie was like. And I'm no house expert, but like, how many houses have that much space in between your walls? There was like a whole apartment in there. It was like right. a whole other house, yeah. Pretty much. There's so, a movie in 86 called Crawl Space about the same thing. Crawl Space, I could understand, but like, actually, the walls, like, to be able to maneuver and live in them, like that. Well, this the walls, start, when this they starts the uh, crazy Klaus Kinski. I don't know if you know that actor. Klaus. Klaus Kinski. I want to talk more about Cross those space. walls, but I don't want to get into it too much. I've seen him in something else. Until we get to the movie. Because I have, yeah. things, He's I have a weird things dude. to say. We He's a very unique looking Revisit man. that. Yeah. yeah. So, before we get too much into the movie, because I definitely want to get into the movie, but we're going to go with story number two. When Maddie... Now... Do you guys remember me telling the story about the guy in Hanover College? Hanover College. I was going to bring okay. that up. Um, that let me tell the story. Then I want, I want yeah. you to tell this story. Gotcha. We, will you I think we've already told it on the air. Maybe. I don't know. I, I would appreciate a refresher because I don't, I don't think he was here when we told the story. I think it was one of okay. our first few episodes. However, uh, I'll get through this real quick. Maddie, a junior at the University of North Carolina, realizes that pieces of her wardrobe mysteriously vanished. She and her roommates blamed it on a ghost. She found handprints left on the bathroom wall. And on February 2nd of 2019, she discovered a man living in her closet and wearing her clothes. The man was wearing her clothes in her closet. <laughs> so creepy. imagine 
He and his jaw just dropped. Imagine, yeah. So imagine like you open you open your closet door. Okay, it's like a walk in closet. You walk in and there's a man in there, Trent, wearing your favorite sundress. You gonna be pretty peeved? <laughs> Did he have makeup on too? Does it say that? Uh, yeah, yeah. No, it doesn't say that. It just says he was dressed in her clothes. She said, "I heard. I just heard rattling in my closet. It sounded like a raccoon in my closet." I'm like, "Who's there?" And somebody answers me. He's like, oh, my name is Drew. I open the door and he's in there wearing all of my clothes, my socks, my shoes. And he has a book bag full of my clothes. Police identified the man as 30-year-old Andrew Swafford. Maddie talked, Swarford, Maddie talked to Swafford, Swafford as she waited for her. changed. Swafford. As she waited for her boyfriend and authorities to arrive, he continued. <laughs> yeah, I told you we put your names Hold on. on here. <laughs> Hold on. He continued to try on her clothes and commented on how she was really pretty. Swalford was arrested and put under a $26,000 bond. He faces 14 felony charges, including larceny and identity theft. Identity theft is no joke, Jim. <laughs> This man not only breaks into this woman's closet and tries on her clothes, but she's like, oh, who's there? He's like, oh, my name's Drew. <laughs> he just has a conversation guess, with her. I want to guess he was not all there. And he just continues. Now, as she's standing there watching him. He that, just continues to try on her shit. I'll be honest with you. That's what I hate about the judicial system and the, and the courts and cops in general. Mm-hmm. They fucking just make up charges. Sometimes, I mean, yeah, fourteen identity, felony charges, identity theft, identity theft. Yeah. yeah, he's he's a fucking weirdo. Cross. They never That's said that he him. like took her card and was going and charging it, and yeah. pretending to be her, like online or anything. Well, like he's that. dressing like this that. Guy's he was wearing her socks. Trying to be that person. He was wearing her socks. It's just weird. I just don't understand why you would break. Like Trent said, he may not be all there, but for the sake of the story, like a man breaking into your closet and trying on onto your clothes. I mean, what a bottom feeding trash bag slut. Was this like a walk-in closet, or is this yeah? Like why a... it doesn't specify oh. the type of closet it was. It just says closet. Mm. That's pretty creepy. He sure was that. So before I I go into the next one, I want to hear your. I've never got caught story. in anybody's closet though yet. Yet, not yet. yet. Well, yeah. Here's I no did time, buddy. I did As one of this recording. Hey, Means still hasn't come out of the closet. Though. Here's the problem. Oh, whoa, whoa, whoa! <laughs> I'm halfway there. No, now he's uh, trapped in the closet. Here's that. <laughs> Pissing on 12 year olds. Oh, oh man. <laughs> Don't edit that out. Trip, trip, trip. Noah, I hope somebody got that joke. <laughs> that was an R. Kelly joke, not you a know, Mr. You know. joke. You just made me take a spit take. Oh, gosh. So, anyway, uh, Jesus. when I was uh, a. Okay, James Thompson, we're talking about you again. When I was like an eighth grader. Me and my buddy James were dating two friends, right? <laughs> and that friend lived down the road from me. So James would stay all night, and we would ride our bicycles down the road and sit in a cemetery. This is how creepy it is. <laughs> we would sit in a cemetery and look out with our binoculars, look out and watch them like sunbathing to make sure. I don't know why, why were we you were watching doing them. You're dating was, them. I know, Who was sunbathing? It was weird. In the graveyard. Creeping on your own girlfriends. Okay, we were in a graveyard looking across the the way. Listen, (laughs) (laughs) we were looking at our girlfriends sitting on the side of it. She had like a hillside, like lived in this big farmhouse. Let me ask you Girlfriends in the graveyard. They know they were your girlfriends. (laughs) They did. (laughs) Were they alive? But here's the problem. 
we we were talking to them later that night. They were supposed to come over and we we're going to rent a, a movie and get some pizza. Rent a movie. And uh-huh. James yeah. slipped up and Dutch told door action. Them, told his girlfriend that we were spying on them, and she told what? my girlfriend. And then we fucking got in trouble, got busted, mm-hmm. and I'm pretty sure mine broke up with me. Over yes, as, as one I don't know. I mean, and then we got back together, but maybe oh. his broke up with him as well. I don't know. I see what you're saying, James. Do you remember that? Give me a call. Doesn't matter if she. Comes, stays, lays, or prays, because whatever happens at the end of the night, Partially your toes are still attached. man, because <laughs> Truth. you're not a true horror head if you didn't spend some time hanging out in the graveyard as a kid. Doesn't matter if she comes, stays, lays, or prays. <laughs> I spent way more time in Springdale Cemetery as a kid than I probably should. I used to. I used That's to have right. picnics in cemeteries because I was well, less than less than a block away from a big cemetery in our. Well, town. You ever heard well, the legend of the Blue Lady? <laughs> yeah, God. Yeah, we went down there one time to see if that worked. During the day, did it work? It was, uh, it was not like, so much. It was daytime. Anyway, yeah, it's kind of creepy. I don't know why I was spying on my eight, eighth <laughs> yes, grade girlfriend. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Like, binoculars are you watching them. Sunday. Make sure she was faithful. Yeah. I, it's, it's probably what it was. I was a jealous little prick. That is true. Like, like if it was your girlfriend, hey, why hey, couldn't you go close to her hey, and watch her? Something? She. She she fucking deserved something bad to happen to her though because I later mean, on when we got back together, eighth grade dance she broke up with me at the fucking dance while you were oh, dancing. Man. Who does that? She was, started dating another guy. Okay, at wait the a dance. minute. While was you that, were dancing, was that the night though she that she learned with you him and started dancing with someone else? I brought her. I bought her a corsage. She knows what's up. <laughs> she, she bought was, her a croissant. She was using you for your it was corsage. a croissant. I didn't know. You <laughs> fucked up. <laughs> it was from parties. That's okay. That so she broke up with you at the dance. She turns and starts dancing with this other guy. This has got to be the true story. And then after that, I was sad and lonely. No, I don't. I don't believe this. I believe that after that, you were swimming in it. You were knee deep in the hoopla. I was knee deep all the way through school, huh? but I believe <laughs> she found out was, that he made a deal to make her prom queen by the end of the school year. It was an eighth grade dance, bro. Well, it, yeah, was, prom the, it was the <laughs> you know the eighth grade prom. It was the winter semifinal. <laughs> so she dumped my ass at the prom. There's a there's another story dance. of uh, the Hanover College guy. Did, did I told the story? Oh but yeah, I, I want to hear it. Now. I want to hear you, it you again. I, I, yeah, I, I was here it. for it. I it just wasn't really like clicked. It, it. Kind of uh, it inspired me and Trent to start writing a script, and we started it but never finished it. We might yet circle back around. We'll get there. But uh, it's about this guy. I actually had a a lady that I'm a teacher, and this lady that was a janitor at our school, I don't know, 10 years ago maybe, she was a longtime janitor at Hanover College, right? And she said that she was cleaning, and she kept on noticing shit like moving around, or she always felt like she was being watched when yeah. she was alone in the different buildings cleaning, right? Yeah. And she was part of like an evening crew. And so after months of seeing weird shit happening, things that were misplaced, whatever, are missing totally, she uh, was walking and kept on hearing like somebody walking in this other hallway. So she went around, was looking. There was no classes that night, and it was locked up. Right, the hmm. building was locked up, and she was looking down this one hall, and somewhere she saw like this foot go into this like space in between the walls, like a foot just disappear into the walls. Yeah, that wouldn't be creepy at all. It fucking freaked her out. 
so she went and kind of looked, but she couldn't see anything. So she went and got campus security and they started looking and they found the remnants of this guy that was up in there. And what it was, was it was a, a space that they built onto the old section mm-hmm. with a new section. And that space wasn't fully covered up. And there was like spaces or like a room back in there. And he had found that and had crawled back in there and been living apparently for a couple of years. Mm. Years. Years. Not months. And he would come out during school when the kids were there and just blend in and take off. He was a student. (laughs) And then come back and would, before they would lock the doors, he would come into the building and stay there and then hide and then sneak up into that space. Had like a cot and he had like a little canister, like, one of those little stove top things for like camping. Yeah. Hot plate. Yeah. Like a hot plate. Mm-hmm. Kind of like a hot plate. Yeah. It had like gas. It was like a little mini yeah. gas stove. Yeah. But yeah, it had all that shit up in there and she was smelling burning and all this stuff. And that's what kind of tipped her off. That's wild, man. This dude was living It was there. all that Indian food he made. Over very, yeah. Oh, no, wait a minute. Burn incense. Trent, you used to tell the story about how you lived in a really small apartment, a very tight space. Mm-hmm. And you said it was near Hanover College. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Trent was. They threw me out, but uh, <laughs> I got evicted. But uh, it was, it's comfortable. Yeah. Good space. Yeah, rent was cheap. She told me all about that though, because I was. I That's was looking, a crazy fucking. Story, I was looking though. for like a good idea, and she told me that one night because I was telling her we were about to write another script. That's a that's a great story for 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 a movie. Uh, that's that's a creepy story in general though, because like like I said, that's one of those things like it could be possible, but at the same time you think, well, could it really? Because you know, I mean, what are the odds? We've somebody's got a decent be, idea. We just need possible. to tweak it, and, and that's make only it way like from, from what it was from where we're sitting in Trent's living room. That's probably what like not even fifteen minutes away from us. No, not, not even. even. Not even maybe ten. Mm-hmm. He could have. He could have made his way here by now. Yeah. How do we know he's not living in your crawl space? We, we don't. In we your don't. attic. I don't have an attic, but he could be up there somewhere. How do you know he didn't make one? I thought Trent was this man. He is. Mm. <laughs> know him. I imagine Trent like I, uh, crawling out of the wall looking me. like Robin Williams from Jumanji when he had all that long hair and <laughs> his what long beard. What year is it? <laughs> Did somebody <laughs> roll a five or an eight? Was it five and eight? I think it was five yes. and eight. Yes. So the next story I'm going to tell you comes from Japan. I cannot pronounce this name, so his name's going to be Frank. Sorry, bud. Frank. The Japanese guy. Frank from Actually, Japan. I lied. I lied. My name is Irokawashui. It's, it's an unnamed man from a city in Japan that I can't pronounce. So we're just going to say he was in Japan. The city hey, of Frank. Man, let's be frank here about this. Well, he uh, was, he was from truth. Frank, Japan. Began to suspect he was being repeatedly robbed in 2008. So he set up security cameras and was shocked to discover that a strange woman living in his cupboard and stealing his food. So it was later revealed that the woman had been living undetected in the man's apartment for over a year. This sounds oh. like another movie from a couple years ago. Anybody? Oh my God, are you okay? <laughs> About a woman living in the wall? Well, a family. a family. A family lived in the wall? In a cupboard? Did you all see Parasite? No. I didn't. Parasite. Yep, the great movie. South Korean movie. Yeah, not Japan. My bad, but... Thank you for ruining Parasite for me, though. Yeah. It's not really ruining it. That's kind of the whole... Spoiler alert. The no, movie. that's not in the synopsis. Anyway, it's a great movie. I want to see it, though. 
I will see it. I did want to see it. It's not really about they're not living living in the yeah. They don't like live in the walls. They just kind of. I'd never heard of it before. You never heard of Parasite? But they live in the house. It's the one that Donald Trump turned into a bitch session to his crazy alt right freaks. Really? Just saying. Yeah, he was that. He was griping about it being like. Oh, this foreign language film that won the Academy Awards. Why they got to do that? I, I mean, he was hmm. bitching about that. May have to look He's that up asshole. this weekend and check movie. it out. Uh, it's on like Hulu maybe or something. It it's was on, on Hulu for the longest time. I don't if know, you don't mind reading, it's a good movie. Well, another movie that Means and I have talked about that you have to read is The Wailing. So you should check those movies mm-hmm. out. No, thank you. I was elected to lead, not to read. So what would you guys do? What would you guys do, like, okay, means, for example, you have a very nice, big, open, very livable basement. Oh, God. I thought that was going somewhere else. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Shut up. He loves your wide open spaces, Mies. I said so, Mies. That's where that I work at. It's not that big. <laughs> it's not that big in the stretch, it's, though. It's, <laughs> that's what she said. I'm talking about your crawl space. Oh, 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 there's a difference. Yes, there is. So you go down to your basement. You notice the door's closed. You knock it. Your family's out of town because it could be your family. Your family's out of town. You knock on the door and a woman answers. Hello? <laughs> what do you do? I'd feel like I was in one of those time travel movies where I'm. This used to be my house, but oh, it's yeah. now not my would, house. Would you think you were like dead and you were haunting your house? Yeah. This is my house now. Oh, she's in Mean's basement. She's supplied with Darren a lot Means of weapons. Darren died 30 so years ago. He's kind of screwed. Darren Means, I haven't heard that name in years. Well, I looked directly in the camera. Dun, dun, dun. He's got katanas what? and nunchucks. And she's just going to come out there he's swinging. Got, he's got katana chucks. Yeah. Probably got some. What would I do? Uh, honestly, I don't know. That's I hard. mean, that's a, that's a situation where you just don't want to rush in to anything because. She might have a knife yeah. right on her and kill you. Or one Definitely of your a situation where you wouldn't know how you'd react to you in yeah. that situation. I mean, you'd probably back away and tell her it's not her house and see how she reacted and then yeah. call the cops immediately. Maybe, maybe drop kick her in the chest. Jesus. Can you drop kick people? I want to see that. I could drop kick somebody, but not in the chest. I could try. <laughs> I might wind stand. up like kicking them in the stomach or something. <laughs> but, you know, whatever works. It works, yeah. <laughs> Is it a tiny person? It could be. <laughs> Hopefully. Make things easier. Uh, 2008, on the day after Christmas, a woman discovered a man living in her attic, periodically helping himself Santa, to her family. Wasn't it? Actually, yes. When she said attic, she meant chimney. Mm. He was helping himself to her family's food, clothes, <laughs> and possessions. This? He's Santa. <laughs> it was cookies and milk. <laughs> She states, when they he came... a big Dagwood sandwich. <laughs> he pops out the whole, like, y'all got extra turkey leg? Was All he right. fucking bruh man from Martin? <laughs> he could be. He just came here and made me a sandwich right quick. <laughs> On the fifth floor. She states, when he came down from the attic, he was wearing my daughter's pants and my sweatshirt oh and my sneakers. God. The man also helped himself to a computer and an iPod. He kept listening to a list Don't of everything. He kept a list of everything he took... Entitled in his Christmas list. <laughs> Merry Christmas to me. <laughs> okay. Basically, the guy was a reverse Santa. He got, he got the sneaking into the Krampus. house bit right, but took rather than gave to a family at Christmas. So imagine there's a man, it's like 
you're sitting at home at night and you hear somebody from your attic just singing fucking Santa Claus is coming to town. <laughs> you know, let's not forget Probably gonna start that Robert Downey Jr. did this on crack cocaine and then later became Iron Man. This man so. was Robert Downey Jr. Yeah, I didn't read ahead. I'm sorry. No. Um, he really showed up in the I just living room of like three people, and that's how he got arrested. I just think it's so funny that Damn. this man not only lived in the attic, but he took their stuff and then would come down in front of them and just take the computer and I've oh, Hey, guys, you using this? Don't you not <laughs> okay. beat the fuck out of that guy, though? <laughs> Who is the asshole that didn't plug this in last night? The battery's dead. Maybe. Yeah. You might Look be in you. shock at first. And like, Tina, what the replace fuck is going on? the toilet paper, for gosh sake. <laughs> These sneakers are a nine. You know that's not my size. It's, he kept a list of everything and titled it his Christmas list. Now, is that not crazy? Let's give him benefit of doubt. Maybe he was making this list because it's all the things that he knew he needed to buy these people brand new versions of the stuff. Yeah. It was or stuff he, he meant to return. It, back. it was like stuff to give. Back. It's yeah. already been used. He could have just gave it back. I mean, could have been. I think you'd have been. to be a little crazy to break in and live in someone's house, like. That's terrifying to turn the corner and see yeah, a man wearing your clothes. I was clothes. thinking about just, breaking in this house it, and living here. Just sitting sitting on your laptop. Okay. Hey, Trent. I mean, if you're a squatter, you're a squatter. It's usually yeah. like you're not going to be in somebody's house that's actually no, there. because you're trying to be discreet. Yeah. Hey, don't, don't forget water bills due tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think he was bathing. Hey, your cable's out. I think you need to call. I don't think you paid your bills. So, it's hard to tell whether this case of unlawful squatting is a hoax. The video in question, ooh, there's a video. The we'll video in it. question was posted on YouTube in 2009, roughly a year after the nearly identical story of Japanese man discovering a homeless woman living in his cupboard. Hmm, we've heard the story. What's more, most news coverage about the story comes from viral blogs, which more or less rehash the clip. If it were real, surely it wouldn't have shown up on legit news services. Well, I mean... It's still possible, right? Why would it not? That's like that was that's what I was that's what I'm saying. Like I don't, I don't know. Nevertheless, the grainy night vision footage, whether faked or not, is seriously creepy, as it seems to show the uninvited guest shimmying down from a crawl space, eating and drinking from the fridge, and urinating in the sink. Oh shit! My God, there's a toilet in this home, isn't there? Yeah, he, he yeah. You just happen to do dishes in it. He didn't want to flush the toilet though. That's too much noise. <laughs> you just put some Dawn in the sink. <laughs> there you go. All right, so remind me because we're gonna watch this video after. Uh, what video? Of him? <laughs> Wait, are you serious? <laughs> and shimming down? Yes. <laughs> the video yeah. he just talked about and described. <laughs> yeah, the one where he's peeing in the sink. Yeah. I don't need to see that. Why not? You want to see a grown man peeing? <laughs> not really. But, you know, if you're going to show it, I guess I'll watch. <laughs> it's like a train wreck. You can't look away. <laughs> Hold on a second. You don't want to see that, but you used to watch Faces of Death when you were a child? Nope. Faces didn't you tell that story? Oh, I didn't watch Faces of, of Death, but I used to go to Rotten.com all the time. I used to watch Faces that's, of Death. That's, I was that's, pretty, much, that's same pretty thing. much the same thing. I was the Faces of Death video renter. I believe it. But you would watch people that was a like get brutally video murdered. No, it was fake. But you don't want to see a man piss in the sink? Yeah. That's where you draw the line? Yeah, we'll see. Okay. Is that something you guys, growing up, watching like old like scary movies and stuff, 
have you ever wanted to find like a secret room? Like, you know, you go up and there's a bookshelf and you pull the book and the bookcase moves. Nothing ever good comes out of that shit in movies. So no, <laughs> that's mm-hmm. true. That's yeah. true. It doesn't matter if it's Scooby-Doo or a friggin'. I was going to say, if you watched that Scooby-Doo, you were going to go like down a like rock slide, which I can't imagine probably feels oh good in real God. life. <laughs> They spent all their budget on the Jeez, spinning bookcase. They couldn't build a set of stairs. Right? <laughs> Just gravel. Like, I watched. I watched that uh, old seventies. I guess it was a TV movie, made for TV movie, but they remade it uh, about the gir- little girl that had that. There was like a little space where these little creepy looking men. What was that fucking well, called? Sally doesn't mind. Sally doesn't mind. She's not mad at oh, us. Oh, you talking yeah. about? Don't be afraid of the dark. Yeah. With, um, Tom Cruise's ex-wife, Katie yeah. Holmes. Yeah. yeah, that movie. Terrible so, movie. So the movie is bad, but the old TV show movie from yeah. the seventies is based on. Yeah, creepy as shit. So better I, than that, I never knew that as a remake. It's a, oh, it's a TV show. It wasn't a movie. Yeah, well, it was like a TV made for TV movie. Maybe. Okay. I don't know. I remember watching it when I was little and just the little. Did it have the it same? It was all name? creepy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I want. I want to check that out. So would you say that original? It's just weird. You uh, know how seventies movies. The new, the new yeah. One, yeah. Because you know how seventies movies were kind of creepy in general. Yeah. Like yeah. watching like uh, I don't know if it was sixties or seventies, but like the Terror with Jack Nicholson. Yeah. That remake was one of those uh, occasions where we went to the theater to watch it, and like Nobody as soon as it was it. over, I like said out loud, "I was like, what the fuck was that?" Well, wasn't and there that was people that left by uh, Benicio? <laughs> it was Guillermo, Guillermo del, del Toro. Toro yeah. It was, in a, <laughs> it was in association with WWE Studios, too. <laughs> huh? In association with... Or, You're thinking of Oculus. Yeah, that also sucked. I didn't think Oculus was that bad. It wasn't great. Didn't, uh, I need to go back and watch Oculus. Didn't Mr. Mike Flanagan do Oculus? Yeah, uh, his, his, him and his wife both. I didn't I think, think it was that bad. I want to go back and watch it. Don't because be afraid I, of the dark was bad. Yeah, I don't know if I'd, I, I, don't know, I, I guarantee that'd be one if I gave it a second chance. I probably wouldn't like that. The that one time. was okay until like the ghost started talking and shit. And then it just took me way out of it. You're talking about don't be afraid of the dark? It wasn't mm-hmm. ghosts. It was like little tooth fairies. Mm-hmm. They were these little goblins. That's what I was talking about. Those, oh, I think those I was were think, like in that space. I think I was thinking of Lights Out. You combined two different movies is what you did. Lights Out is a spirit, a shadow spirit. Yeah. That can only dwell in the dark, and then they'd have to flip on the lights to get rid of her. And the Sally thing that you were quoting was the creatures running, scurrying through the walls. It was a bad movie. Lights Out, I wasn't a huge fan of. I didn't hate by any means. A lot of people liked it. I think I need to give that movie a second chance. It wasn't bad. Wasn't. I think it was because the uh, short film was so good. Mm -hmm. I'm not even talking on the mic. The short film was so good that. It just paled in comparison to the short film that it was based on. The short film. Mm-hmm. Did you see the short film, you guys? Mm-hmm. No. Creepy as shit. I yeah. remember thinking that the movie was creepy, though, up until the point where that spirit started talking. And the was, short yeah. film had a lot to do with like the very beginning where the dad's like at that coat factory or wherever he works, and the lights keep shutting off. It's kind of like that. It's a man like at this place, or a woman, I can't remember. It's a woman. She's in her bedroom. Bedroom, yeah, and she keeps like doing the light thing, but like when she flips it on, it's not like this shadow creature, it's an actual, like it looks like a a person, it kind of looks like their eyes rolled backwards, yeah, yeah, and she's got this creepy, like smile, teeth. teeth. We need to pull that video up and show them after this, too. So, that video and this video, because that I think that short video is 10 times creepier than the movie. 
It's a good concept, but they, it, is. it seems like when they take a short film that has no backstory and then try to put backstory, sometimes it seems forced. They're and trying to take something and stretch it out yeah. too far, like and over that two hours. too forced. Yeah. So here's one for you. This is about a man that hides out in Toys R Us in Circuit City. Now, have you, have you not ever wanted to do that? Just stay the night and then yeah. or something, you know? Yeah. Even That's Walmart, cool. I was like... Phew. I wonder if I just like stayed in Walmart after they closed and like just hung out. Feel like all the work, like playing all the games. <laughs> Grab a mop and get a Russian accent. Oh, yeah. Like I'm the night crew. But <laughs> that's the that's the thing. <laughs> Ride around on the old people carts. You're the black guy I saw in here earlier. He's like, no, it's not me. <laughs> <laughs> you uh you do this at Walmart, but then forget that they're like 24 hours at the time. Yeah, they never yeah. close. I wish it was still like that. Like, yeah, no shit. But th- but there's always people working there though. True. So in a way, it's kind of twenty four hours. This is probably the greatest story you'll hear all day. Well, okay. it's nighttime now. It has all the makings of a fantastic movie, and it is anti hero. Well, is that your favorite? Yeah. Seasoned criminal. Wait a minute. <laughs> this is already starting off. I'm still with you, buddy. Jeffrey Manchester, aka the Roof Man. I'm out. <laughs> was both hated and revered by the police who captured him. It began in 2005 when Manchester, serving a 45-year sentence for robbery, became the first inmate to ever escape the Brown Creek Correctional Institution in Polkton, North Carolina. His method of escape? Hiding in a laundry truck. Classic. (laughs) They'll never find me in here. The laundry cart to the laundry truck. Yeah, no Mm, shit. Isn't that so cliche? (laughs) It fucking worked, apparently. Better than going on a... Three mile sewer pipe. Yeah, back in the day, for some reason, they didn't check those laundry carts or like, out like they should. Jumping on a para- power line with a belt and zip lining out. <laughs> I was thinking of Tango and Cash, sorry. Roofman landed in the Roofman sh- roof landed in Charlotte, North Carolina, where he created a new identity. John. An unassuming, real creative. <laughs> what what yeah. can I be? I'm gonna blend in with the John. most common name I possibly can. What do John you drive? Smith, Toyota Camry. <laughs> John, Ruth where do you live? Main Street. Church-going man. Okay, John, an unassuming church-going man who told his congregation he had a secret government job to avoid talking about work. Not, not a bad okay. cover-up. The roof man struck up a romantic relationship with a local woman, giving gifts to her and her children gifts, even spending holidays with them. Hmm. But but Manchester's life was anything but normal. In addition to being a criminal on the lam, he was secretly living inside the local Toys R Us. Fashioning a layer of gifts for the children. A layer within a cubby. A layer within the cubbyhole in the bicycle department. (laughs) So, I used to work at our local Walmart here. Okay, so we had a Walmart where Tractor Supply was. I don't know if you guys remember that, but Walmart was Tractor Supply before it was a super before before they built that super center that was just land over there. So they built the super center, right? And I think this is back in like 2010-ish, roughly, for me. Uh, I'm working at Walmart, and in the back, like, you'd, you'd go in the back, like, where the receiving area was. You'd hang hang the corner, and there was, a, there was, like, a cage back there that they built the bikes in. 
and around the corner were aisles with, you know, beams like you would see like in a warehouse, like Lowe's distribution. And what they would do is put all the bikes like in there. Okay. So you had like rows upon rows of bikes. So you could easily like do kind of like a uh, employee of the month thing where you could go up and like position because the bike boxes are real long. They're skinny, but they're long. So you can kind of turn it. The thing is like you would, you didn't have a lot of space to maneuver in there. And I literally found bikes in there like from the old Walmart, like over 10 years before that in that rack. <laughs> they put like a layer of dust like that thick on it. <laughs> and then um, I don't know. Uh, I don't know if you guys ever heard this story. It was, I mean, it was common for us because we worked at Lowe's. But within the first two years of me working at Lowe's, there was a trend going around on, uh, I think it was Vine at the time. A trend, he said? A trend was going around. Was it going could around have been trend. Yeah. <laughs> so Trends trendy. In the inside seasonal department, they would have like the patio cushions and stuff over there. Mm-hmm. And there'd be like the chase lounge, so there'd be the long ones. People would take those, put them in the steel, lay on them, build a fort around them, camp out there at night, okay, and get up and, like, walk freely around the store. This was a real story at our local Lowe's. And we knew this because, you know, at first you don't think to check cameras. and you know, I mean, you, you don't think somebody's just walking around in there. So we find out because we're, like, cleaning out everything one day, and we find, like, Coke cans and, and wrappers and, like, like, um, like fast food bags like Taco Bell and Burger King all sitting back here. So that kind of is like, and then, and then you could tell by the way the cushions were set up. They looked like somebody had been fucking laying back there. Like multiple it's ones fucking. too. They could have been, I would imagine. <laughs> you could have just left a it a fucking. So long story short on that is they end up discovering that this is a trend going around that people are doing and they're recording it, documenting it. And then uploading it. That's how they got caught. They still do that on TikTok. Do they, do the they still do it? Yeah. So I know like people were doing it like now, in Walmart with the Charmin. I'm old school, not before TikTok. I'm way before TikTok and Vine. Uh, pre-internet, actually. Um, I used to work at Bender Lumber. Ah, yes. And I worked at the one in Seymour. And I was a loader. And I was also a flatbed driver. And we'd do sheetrock. So anyway... We would try to get all of our orders done early in the morning. That way we can kind of relax before the end of the shift. Right. So we used to create stuff like that up in the insulation racks. So we'd have like walls of insulation and like this little bitty like camp out area. And we would like go up there and like hang out, play cards, sleep, all (laughs) kinds of shit. So you get all your stuff done from eight to like noon. And then from like noon till four, you'd just get up there and hang out. Nobody knew. What was the movie? Nobody knew. Easiest money you ever made. What was our movie? Was it like? That was pretty hard doing the first four hours work. I mean the last four it hours. It was supposed work. to be eight hours worth of work. We would just get it done quick. Yeah. It was like there was a movie like, I don't know if it was like Employee of the Month, but someone like worked in a big store and they like hollowed out like a big like. That was Employee of the Month. Was that yeah. what it was? That was the reference I was making earlier because it was like Dane Cook and Andy Dick and them. They would get on like the uh, like you like take a, like a lift picker, or something, or, and you would yeah. get on and there it was had like all... a pallet on it, and you would go up there. They had like this little <laughs> they area. Would get that off they and just... walk in. And they had a little fort set up. In there it, was right? also a drama that had Ashley Judd and Padme. What's her name? 
Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman. Natalie Portman in yeah, it. Yeah, where she was living in she a Walmart. She was living in a Walmart. And she yeah. was like, Where the Heart Is. Where the Heart Is. That's yeah. what it is. Yeah. yeah. She was pregnant or something. She was. Yeah. Teen pregnant. There was also, I feel like I don't want to give you a spoiler alert, but. Oh. <laughs> There's a there's a movie with it's Helen Hunt as me. well, and um, there's a trend. These kids will do basically like these stories we're talking about. These kids would like document them waiting for families to leave on vacation or work or whatever, and they would go up into their attic and squat. And then at night when they were sleeping, they would come down and like record. And it was just like a a, a thrill seeking thing, trying not to get caught. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like when the families were it's okay, so they would go there, wait for the family to come back, and then they would go down at night and like rummage through the kitchen and shit like that. I don't know if you guys have heard of that movie. I would shoot fucking anybody that's in my house. I'm just telling you right now. Well, yeah, you don't know what they're fucking yeah. doing if they've been. Yeah. I don't. I don't like care that. if it's a TikTok trend or not. They're gonna get some buckshot in their ass. Oh, oh, oh we Even totally got stand your ground in Indiana. So when the Christmas shopping season heated up. Wait, oh, 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 let me go back a little bit. Are we still talking about the roof man? This is the roof man. He hid in the cubby hole in the bike department. There, he lived on baby food and rode, God. And rode bikes around the store to keep himself fit. So <laughs> right. he was trying to keep his cardio up. There's nothing wrong with baby food. It's just less chewing you got to do. That's like what you got out the of the jigsaw puppet just running around on a little tricycle. <laughs> he also apparently changed employee schedules just for the fun of it. What a dick. Hey, what a dick, roof man. <laughs> when the Christmas shopping season heated up, the roof man dug his way through the Toys R Us wall and gained access to an abandoned circuit city where he improved his digs by building a cubicle. From old drywall slabs, he hung up posters and decorated the room with action figures while watching DVDs on a DVD player. But Manchester began plotting his... his while, <laughs> this story so ridiculous. So Manchester began plotting his next big score, robbing the Toys R Us. He called. He's already robbing them. Yeah, he is. What the fuck? <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Why would you escalate this? You've got a sweet setup. You know You're what this food. sounds like to me? Home Alone 2. Home Alone 2. And midnight tonight, we're hitting Duncan's door chest. That's so stupid. Oh my Why God. do you need money at this point? You're already set up, bro. You've got all the toys you could ever want in your life. And it's, it's a, a abandoned and, and you got, and you got an ab- Yeah. He got okay. greedy. First. Like it's like service merchandise, and he like goes down the little conveyor belt. You guys remember that? <laughs> yes. Service merchandise. Service First, merchandise. Roofman robbed a pawn shop to get a gun, then stole a baby. Stole a stole baby a monitor baby? case. Oh. Stole a baby monitor cam from the store. So he took a baby monitor from the store so he could better case the joint. So this sounds like a Toys R Us and a Baby's R Us. Things. Took a turn for the worse during his robbery as two employees escaped undetected and called the police. This led to a chase during which Manchester attempted to evade capture by ducking back into his cubby. <laughs> Throwing Legos down behind him. <laughs> Stuffed animals. He actually threw that, whole, that bouncing tigger at him. The pursuing officers, however, saw Manchester enter his secret passageway. Enter his secret passageway, blowing the lid on his living quarters. Story doesn't end there, though. 
I swear this sounds like an episode of The Simpsons. Manchester managed to still escape the cops. He went on to torch a dentist's office in the middle of the night because it was revealed he had dental work done there a prior week and hoped to destroy the evidence. Uh, I was like, why is he doing that? The cops were only able to catch Manchester after they convinced his girlfriend to set him up by inviting him over. He had a girlfriend, mind you. <laughs> Don't forget that part. Can I come he over? He had a girlfriend. No, my apartment's getting clean. It's <laughs> <laughs> He complied, aiming to see her one last time before disappearing. And then he was arrested. Roofman had no hard feelings for the woman. He completely understood her position and encouraged her to pursue her dreams before the police whisked him back to jail. This literally would be a great movie, though. It'd be a comedy. That's a great movie. It's like a love story that went wrong from the get-go. You had had me at Roofman. I I know. A name like that. He's like the trash man from the stand. (laughs) What they used to call the legend Toys of the Roof Man. The, wasn't it like, what's the little catchphrase? I don't want to grow oh, up. Toys I'm a Toys R Us kid. We, some, you could call the movie some. I Don't Want to Grow Up. This sounds like sponsored a, by Toys R Us. Like a Will Ferrell movie written all over it. I know. It'd be great. God. All right. So I got another one for you. A man who living in the rafters above Yard House, a restaurant in Denver, Blew his cover in 2014 when he fell through the ceiling into the restaurant. See, you need the roof man for that. He didn't know how to handle the roof. So that's like every like <laughs> fell through the ceiling. That's like every America's dumbest criminals, criminals yeah. with those shitty B-rate because actors and comedians talking about it. Crawling through the the hey, I'm Frank Stallone and <laughs> movies, and they think they're Bruce Willis and Die Hard or something, which you know. Police called and upon arrival saw the man moving through an opening in the wall for water pipes and the HVAC system. He somehow damaged one of the pipes, causing a massive flood in the restaurant and the hotel next to it. Then he became trapped in the walls. Firefighters had to use a chainsaw to extract him, extract him and he was promptly arrested. <laughs> <laughs> You're just eating dinner and two fucking legs come through the ceiling. That's a funny image. It's just a fucking sneaker in your soup. <laughs> just legs kicking, knocking all your fucking. Excuse me, waiter. Is there a fly in your soup? No, <laughs> no it's two legs. No, there's a pair of Nikes on my plate. I can't get the image out of my head. I'm sorry. Oh, shit, that's funny. <laughs> Just imagine, like, you're about to, like, you're sitting there with your girl, you're about to propose, and it's all romantic, and just fucking <laughs> do like, just right in front of you. Okay. Has anybody ever seen Tom Hanks' bachelor party? Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. Remember the scene where the guy, he hangs the guy out the window, and the guy's ass cheeks are hanging out, and the couple's, like, traumatized, so they're leaving, they're about to kiss, and he falls through their... Their sunroof and they kiss his ass. Yes. She's like, ah! <laughs> that reminds me of that. Uh, I've not seen that, but that sounds like we, need, we need to just watch old classic funny movies. That's, that's your next drive-in. Was that next also the one cast. where he where he? The, Why we got your podcast. <laughs> ah, never mind. It's, everything's got to be a podcast. True. There's not enough podcasts in the world. Okay, so the next story. 
our last story. You have to hand it to Eric Simon, founder of tech startup Class Connect, a company devoted to revolutionizing education methods in the U.S. He devised an ingenious solution to his food, shelter, and cash flow concerns. What was the solution? He squatted in the Palo Alto AOL offices for about two months, sleeping, eating company food, working out, and then showering on the in the on-site gym. This is actually kind of clever. How to get in there in the first place? As it turns out, Simon won a competition hosted at the AOL office and established an incubator for his startup there. From this, he got a badge granting access to the building. After the contest was over and prize money gone, Simon, dis- Simon discovered his badge still worked. Because many of the employees recognized him from the days he spent there during the competition, everyone just assumed he was supposed to be there and left him alone. Simon was finally discovered by a security guard in May of 2012 and booted. While his badge was taken away, however, he continued to drop by the AOL office daily, where he's granted access to his incubator room despite the program expiring. That wild? Yep. Weird. I lost you guys a long time ago, didn't I? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's a weird story. We're here, buddy. All right. So, why do I tell you all these crazy stories about squatters and Trent possibly living in your attic as we speak? Right. Why? Because <laughs> this movie, Housebound, very similar. Here's why I like Housebound. Housebound makes you believe from the get-go. I don't know if you guys have ever seen the cover of it. But the cover even makes you feel like it's a haunted house story. With the family and then the what looks like a ghost lady standing there. Yeah, looks like a ghost standing there with like the sheet. Like It's your classic looking ghost. Uh-huh. As you know, that actually comes into play later in the movie. So, mm-hmm. I think it's good because it, it leads you to believe one story. And I just, I, I like horror comedies anyway. So it leads you to believe that one thing is going on, that this is your typical ghost story. So with um, the girl who's housebound, she's... Um, Kylie? Kylie is living with her mom and her stepdad. And her mom calls into this local like late-night radio station, and they were talking about spooky things and hauntings and stuff. And she hears her mom telling the story... About why she thinks her house is haunted, and she goes on this like lengthy story about it, and says like, "Oh well, you know things move about and things disappear, and I've even seen something in the basement moving around, and then when I turn around, it's gone." And then, um, and then Kylie starts to hear things throughout the movie, and again, it's making you think that it's some sort of like ghost story, some sort of haunting, right? And then she's like. Here's the bear talking to her in the middle of the night and in her sleep and wakes up, throws in the fire, and then later the bear comes back. So I think it's like when I'm watching it, I'm getting haunting ghost story. And it completely fucking 180s on you. And you it turns out to be a completely different different type of movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, starting in the yeah. second act and then when it gets to the third act, it's completely different. And I like that about it. It like changes again in the third act. Yeah. Yeah. And like the twist. You guys remember the twist, right? Mm-hmm. The doctor. 
the uh, love child of Judge Reinhold and Ted Cruz. <laughs> yeah. Yes, actually. More Ted Cruz than Judge Reinhold. <laughs> yeah, he was, he was creepy. Yeah. Do this. With his plate. So, yeah, let's get into it. What did you guys think of the movie overall? So, I know you have thoughts. I do have thoughts. I, I will admit, I told you the other night mm-hmm. that I didn't think the movie was great. But I, I tried watching it one day after work. Immediately, I was tired, so I fell asleep. Uh, I went back and watched it again today, matter of fact. Mm-hmm. Like, all the way through. I liked it better. Okay. I did like it better. I definitely didn't hate it. But... I kind of hated every character in the movie. There's not a single character <laughs> I that I hated liked. every single thing about it. What, you didn't even like Amos? No. <laughs> Kylie, sweet, sweet Amos. Kylie was just horrible. Like, cliche, I'm going to do everything cliche that I can to be the worst teenager in the world. I'm going to drink all the beer and smoke cigarettes in the house. And when you ask me stuff, I'm going to walk How over dramatically. How old she supposed to be? Blow smoke in your face. Young adult. Yeah. A young adult. I it's yeah. like 20s. Maybe in her twenties. I figured she was like seventeen. She she was. She had moved out of the house, so she couldn't have still been like. No, but didn't they even say something like they couldn't try her as an adult? Though I thought they mentioned that at the beginning. Maybe I don't remember. Or they had tried everything they could, and nothing would work, and she was just continuing to be up that behavior. So they released her in the care of her mother. But Kylie was terrible. I hated her the whole time. Her mother had no backbone. That. Annoyed the shit out of me. Uh, her mother's husband, her boyfriend, whatever, Graham. also mm-hmm. no backbone. What the uh, security or the Titan security officer guy? He was kind of cool. He cracked me up. Yeah, a little Amos. Bit. Is that Amos? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I guess I did like. I him. loved Amos. Yeah. Well, I'm gonna fucking punch it in the face. You can't punch ectoplasm, Kylie. <laughs> and you know what? I guess I can't have anything against the guy in the wall. He was on Eugene. Eugene. Yeah, Eugene. Uh, yeah, I wanted to speak on that. That first scene where like she's in the little crawl space and he pokes his head through there and just yeah. looking down there. I was like, holy shit, that's creepy. Yeah. <laughs> that was awesome. It is creepy. Why did creepy me? Eugene look like Marv from Home from Alone. From Home Alone. That's what I thought. Yeah, yeah. 20 booby traps. Harry, I've reached the top. So my thing when I was watching it that bugged me, and I don't know why, but... When she first brought the police there after she discovered Eugene, yeah, why didn't she take them up to the same hole she went in to find find him in the first place? She tried. Why is she looking because in the when cupboard? she went through the cupboard, because that was right there. So when she went to the cupboard, he had he had closed it back up behind there. But she went in like the broom closet the first time or something, or the vacuum. Yeah, because that's where she first discovered it. Yeah, she escaped through the cupboard, but she went in through where she tried to get in. When she brought the cops back. Yeah, so she tried to show him the broom closet, and they weren't having it because it, they opened it up and something happened there. And then when she goes in that. and digs all of the stuff out, there's like a wall there that he had like put back up or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she didn't have a chance to like really go into it and explain everything. My pet peeve about it is she goes to the police station, right, after that encounter with Eugene. She runs to the police station. She tells her story. They don't believe her. Obviously, we know that's going to happen. Mm-hmm. But then Amos shows up, and she's like, oh, Amos, you won't believe me. He's like, yeah, no, guy hiding in the wall. She's telling the truth. They go back to the house. 
and discover that they think she's crazy, basically. And I get that Dennis is there kind of leading them down the path of like, oh, this is a delusion. It's all in her head. And even Amos said there was somebody living in the house. That was my pet peeve. And then Amos is just gone. She brings that up, too. She's like, if it's just a delusion, then why is more than one person seeing it? Yes. And here's why I didn't hate Kylie. <laughs> you might not hate Kylie, but I'm very interested to very interested to see what you actually liked about her. Yeah, at, at first, like, yeah, she was very cliche and annoying. She was an asshole to her to her parents. She ate all the meatloaf. She ate all that the meatloaf. That was when I was fed up with her. Drank all the beer. And <laughs> wouldn't, that was her early in the movie. Yeah, it yeah. was. <laughs> and would, would the not let them. Yeah. I hate this bitch. I mean, would she also not was, let them. Done. She stabbed her stepfather. That's you know, that's that was an accident. She that's wouldn't bad. even let them watch one show. That's that what I was to about watch. to say. They wanted. Kylie, please. Yeah. They had one show they wanted to watch, and she wouldn't let them. She just turned up the volume. Yeah. You didn't even think it was like funny at the beginning, where the no. guy was trying to like <laughs> break into the thing, and he ends up knocking himself out. Okay, that was another thing. Who the fuck tries to break into an ATM machine with a stick of dynamite? They're from New Zealand. <laughs> I was like, this Things is going to be so loud. He, he <laughs> hits it, and then comes back and hits him, right? Yeah. That's what I remember. Yeah. And then she knocks himself out. And effortlessly she able to drag his lifeless body and just throw him in this car without being caught by anybody. I wouldn't say effortlessly. She struggled to drag him back to the car. Here's what I thought. And this is, I'll admit, I didn't watch the movie recently, but I've seen it. I liked it. But it wasn't memorable. But here's here's what I take, I guess, my cues from when I'm thinking about movies. I try to compare them to other movies I've seen that are similar. And this reminded me of every Edgar Wright movie, minus the comedy as much. Does that make sense? I mean, it, it's, it's you could like argue a, if it's not as funny as an Edgar Wright movie, but I mean, I thought the comedy was there and it was It was there, it just didn't have well. the same notes that, like, I'm not, But I, I also think humor is different with New Zealand humor. Yeah, definitely. Versus like, British. If you like even, and watch, even a Peter Jackson movie had more, a lot more humor in his, like... It was dry humorous. humor in this. Yeah, it was very... The notes were kind yeah, of flat on some of the jokes, but, and then, but, like, but some Peter of the Jackson's parts... Peter Jackson's comedy was very, like, cheesy... I pretty much only found like evil or not evil. What was his name? Yeah. Amos. Dead alive. Yeah. What was it? Amos. Yeah. I pretty dude. much only found him to be the only one that was even remotely funny. I, mean, I just I felt like it was. It was the mom was annoying stuck to me. Between a serious kind of trying to be a serious movie and being a comedy, and it would like it didn't hit the notes to me of either one throughout the movie that I remember. I just wanted the mom to go backbone so bad, like. Even a mom who's scared if sitting there watching her daughter being choked by some maniac is going to try to help her in some way. Yeah. This mother's just over there cowering in the corner like, making the ugliest face she can. I'm like, bitch, get up and do something. Hit this motherfucker in the head or something. I mean, I just remember wanting it to either be a a serious drama thriller type movie or wanting it to be an Edgar Wright type movie. And it was neither to me. And it just, I felt like it was just kite. It was kind of caught in the middle of those two, and it had its moments, but it wasn't. Mem- That's why I'm saying I'm I should have watched it because I'm struggling to remember the whole movie because of that. Yeah, I think if you go back and watch, but I know it, the you'll story. See it. I th- I think you'll think it'll balance because like Shot of the Dead was like that too. Like it was a comedy horror, but it definitely balanced between there were moments of drama, <laughs> there were moments of 
I thought he was laughing. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, though. I felt like Damn. I felt like Edgar Wright does it really well, and I felt like this director yeah. didn't do it that well. Like it, it yeah, had its it, moments. And again, it, like Trent said, it's you know New Zealand's a little bit different. I don't know if you've ever seen um, that Taika Waititi movie, uh, What We Do in the Shadows. Mm-hmm. That's a very like kind of bizarre comedy movie, but I I like that movie too. I, thought, I don't know if you guys isn't ever that seen also that movie. a TV show? Yeah. Okay. That's one of my favorite shows on FX. I hear it's really good. I haven't it's really. Good. I haven't watched the show, but the movie was fantastic. I thought. Yeah. I love that both movie. both excellent. I'll tell you something else I hated about this movie was the ending. Maybe I just didn't understand it, but it seemed weird and random to me. And they're just like, uh, oh, the tape's missing, and then she's like, Eugene. You didn't understand mm-hmm. that? I think the joke was just that he's still living there. And he still kind lives of there. He him. survived. I got that. They they I didn't understand why that stuff. was the ending. They all survived magically. The stepdad was fine. Yes. Amos was fine. Like everyone that you thought was dead or dying. So the joke was kind of like the fact that Eugene was always taking their things. They didn't know it. And now he still lives in their walls and he still takes their things. Yeah. So it like she goes to grab something and like, oh, the battery's dead. Well, why would the battery be dead? I just put new batteries in it. And she's like, God damn it, Eugene. Pretty much was the joke. Like, fucking Eugene. I see. I will say (laughs) that I thought it balanced fairly well between the horror and the comedy. I'm not saying the comedy made me, like, laugh out loud or anything. But, I mean, I chuckled at parts. But there were also some truly, like, suspenseful parts and kind of creepy parts. So I thought that worked well. And I mentioned it earlier, but I do like how it kind of had almost two different twists because you find out about the, it's not a ghost, it's a guy in the walls, but then you also find out later, well, the guy in the walls is actually nice, he's actually helpful, and the bad guy is actually this creepy doctor guy. So that was kind of cool and kept you off guard a little bit. Yeah, because I did not see the doctor part coming at all. Because they had the mislead with the neighbor, and he had the Mm -hmm. little dental plate thing, and you thought it was him, and then you learn about the guy in the wall, and so it kind of... Twisted and turned a few times at the end. So I was, knew it wasn't the neighbor. They wanted you to think they want, too bad yeah, they it was the neighbor. Yeah, they set that up too hard, yeah. But the so. part where Kylie decides to cut her ankle monitor and take off and like skip town, and then Amos tracks her down, and she gives him lip, and she's like, what are you going to do? You're not going to do anything, and he fucking slaps her. <laughs> oh, I love that part. That part was, like, was so funny yes. to me. <laughs> And I'll tell you something else, too. Like and he was talking game, about how selfish she was being. Before I knew it wasn't a ghost, it was like, this is like one of the only ghost movies where I was like rooting for the ghost. It's like, yeah, get her. Because I hated Kylie so much. Wow. So much hatred coming from you tonight. She was horrible. I don't, she horrible. was bratty. She was yeah. bratty, I remember. <laughs> like she ate but the meatloaf, She was doing a lot of, of this shit intentionally just to be a dick to her mom. But... She was trying to turn. She ends up turning it around about midway through, and and toward the end, like remember midway through, like she thinks that the spirit is the spirit of this girl that was murdered in the house. So she goes out of her way to try to like put her her soul at rest, at peace, mm-hmm. and then like she gets caught like at the neighbor's house or whatever and leaves. Like she breaks into the neighbor's house just to prove that he was the one that killed the girl next door, which we found out later he was not. He, he didn't do it. So then, like, she starts to get that, like, selfishness back in her. And she's like, fuck this. I'm leaving. And she goes to leave. And when Amos tracks her down and slaps her. And he was like, how would you feel if you were trapped in a place? And, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, she is trapped. She's homebound. Symbolism. She's on house. She's on house arrest. She can't leave the house. She had to break free. Right? 
She just cut her cut her restraint. And she's gonna, which is kind of the reason down. she was a rebel in the first place. Right, she felt trapped, and exactly, and that's exactly why she had done all that in the first place. So, guess I'm guessing over here. No, it it, it is. <laughs> you're, you're you're not wrong. So like that speech of Amos telling her like you can't be selfish. There's this girl. She needs your help. And like, why do you think she chose you? Because you're the only one that understands what it is what it's like to be trapped in a situation that you don't feel like you can get out of. That's not the exact line I'm paraphrasing. So he talks her into going back to the house and she goes back, even though she could have left, she goes back. And then after freaking out and stabbing Graham, poor Graham, it shows her turning a new leaf. She starts cleaning. She starts doing dishes. She's cleaning up the house and her putting the vacuum is actually how she discovers that hole in the closet, mm-hmm. her jamming the vacuum in there, and then that annoys <laughs> me too. What? Her mom, man, like when Kylie finally comes around and she's trying to back up her mom's story, the story that her mom had no problem going on the radio and telling the whole world her ghost story, but then she's like, Kylie's telling it to the cops, and she's like, "Yeah, mom, tell them about it." And then all of a sudden, her mom's like, "Oh, well, you know, people interpret things differently." Maybe I don't even know what I saw. But it's much different to call a radio station anonymously and tell them a story anonymously than it is to talk to a group of people that you know and see in town all the time. You can agree with me on that, right? Maybe, but like, it seemed to me like everybody in town listened to the radio show. So, why did why where'd you how'd you get that impression? Because like immediately, like people were hearing it, like they were all listening to it. Who? People in the house or whatever. People in the house. There was only one person in the house. I heard it was Kylie. Yeah. Well, still. <laughs> yeah, but that why is it okay? Why is it, it, it doesn't matter. Why is it okay to go on it the radio and say, but it's not okay to back up your daughter because when she's saying it? I understand what you're saying. I'm saying it's because it was done anonymously. She called anonymously. I don't care. It was still annoying to me. Okay, <laughs> but I'm just saying. Well, that's did my not like this. Movie. It was annoying to me. I know. I I'm not trying to talk you out of that. I'm just saying, like, I'm trying to justify, like, why she did it. She did it anonymously, and and I agree with you. She should have backed her daughter up. But again, the pressure was on her, and she knows yeah, they these were people. Take her daughter away. Don't you think they probably would have like locked her up if she would have backed up this story, like, in a loony bin? Maybe it's okay to let him take your daughter, even though you know she's telling the truth, according to what you made her believe. Maybe she, but maybe she didn't think she was telling the truth. Maybe she thought she was losing her mind too because she was getting like stir crazy sitting in the house so much because she was. That's a, that's a cabin fever, basically. Stir crazy was a good movie. That was also a good movie. <laughs> Remember that mm. cabin fever? You know what I mean? Like cabin fever. Stop good. making that noise. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> Just it was I was so annoying. I hated her mom. I hated Kylie. I you were I just feeling in a bad like mood there, that there's day. Sometimes, I was not. There's sometimes movies. <laughs> it was today. Just right? grind on you. <laughs> yeah. Like I remember that character. I don't. I don't remember the mom character as much, but I remember the girl character being kind of annoying. Yeah. She like was, I, I'm. I'm agreeing with you guys. At it's first, part of it. Saying, it sounds like, like it's part of her character. So. Yeah. yeah. I got. She go was supposed watch to be. This. She was supposed sure. to be annoying and bratty. I don't think you were supposed to care for her at the beginning, and then like. They were trying to build character development by basically saying, like, here's this girl who don't give a fuck about nobody but herself. She's clearly selfish. You would never expect her to go through these great lengths to care about anybody else. She hates her stepdad, Graham, for no reason. They've never even really talked. I don't think he's anybody. And then... <laughs> say a word in that old movie. And then, like, they have like that Bradley moment... And- 
But then they have that moment down in the basement where he's trying to like that object she used to hit Amos over the head. He's trying to glue it back together and they kind of have that little one-on-one talk. And she kind of like, you know, she kind of, she feels for him. And I feel like that kind of builds up her character as well as somebody who's bratty, like you said, selfish. And she's starting to become a little bit more selfless and care about these people more. And she even hated her mom at one point. And then at the end, like she has a, they kind of like hint that she has a good relationship with her mom and dad now. You know what I mean? So I thought they, they, they kind of grew that character in that annoying bratty teen and gave her development. And I mean, yeah, towards the end. And that's why I wish that it would have been a different ending other than that Eugene thing. Cause I was like, Oh, okay. She's coming around now. And then all of a sudden it was just like Eugene and then credits. It's like Kiwi humor, man. It's what? It's like Kiwi sense of humor. Kiwi sense of humor. Kiwis are what New Zealand people call themselves. I did not know that. <laughs> That's what I'm saying, too. Like, it was a different style of humor, just like if you watch any movie like that. I watch all kinds of New Zealand movies, though. Like, I just felt like this did, I don't know. I'm going to go back and watch it again. I mean, it's I like bought it. it. I heard about it in Fangoria. So I bought it because I like movies like that. I, you know, I and I don't remember hating the movie, but I don't remember it impressing me that much to where I like wanted to watch it again. And I obviously have never seen it since I watched it the first time. So it's not like Dead Alive. You mentioned that. Yeah, I can watch Dead Alive five times a year and still enjoy it. Well, when I was talking about it at first in your basement months ago, I was saying, "Hey, there's this movie I want to get you were together squatting. and watch." Didn't when I was living in your basement before you, you didn't know this at the time, I do have a false wall that you can live in. It's true. And I a storage area. Oh, wait, yeah, I did. It's like yeah. literally to the right of where I sit. Yeah. I have noticed it. So I mentioned that movie and you lit up a little bit and you were like, oh, yeah, I own that movie. I was like, oh, I want to watch it someday. Like, yeah, that's a really good movie. <laughs> I really like that movie. The end. <laughs> And now, and I just now, and now you're saying it's all right. I don't well, really remember. Now that I, now that I start reading <laughs> reading of the plot synopsis that I read, and I watched like the first ten or fifteen minutes, I said I watched to where she ate the meatloaf, and then you were done. After that. <laughs> no, I wasn't checked out. You got to the meatloaf too. All that meatloaf, and the poor and, mom had to go all the way back. He's like, like, there's no way. Like the last two weeks have been crazy hectic with my life, and so I have not had a chance. I'm one of those people that watch one movie a night. I have literally not watched a movie in almost six days. That's very unusual for Have me. withdrawals? So when I tried to watch this movie, something else happened, and I was going to come back to it, but then I never came back to it. But I remember after watching this and reading the plot synopsis, I was kind of like, it, it was a good movie, but it was not something that stood out. And, and that's what I'm saying. I'm not, I'm not saying it's a bad movie. I don't think it's bad. I just don't feel like it was as comedic as I remember it. So I need to go back and watch it. Cause like the first 20 minutes of it that I watched wasn't that funny. Yeah. It was kind of, I was kind of in about sitting in bed with him. (laughs) (laughs) I was kind of in bed with him on this one. Like she was annoying as, as crap. And like, I didn't like her character and the mom came in and said a couple things to her. And I'm thinking, bitch, why don't you, Take charge of your own home. Damn right. And she didn't, didn't. And like, it was only 20 minutes in, so I didn't see the comedy later on. So I need to go back and watch it. 
Well, she talked about it in the bedroom, like, oh, well, maybe she's got to learn. Uh, when she's mad about the TV show. Yeah. And I was like, do something. And she never does. Works out in the end. However, that is a lot like parents today, though. Yeah. yeah. I don't know if you've ever been out in public and been to Walmart or Toys R Us or places like that to where you see a kid screaming bloody murder and you're thinking, why is the parent not doing anything? Yeah, like, I would have got my ass beat for something like that. Well, I'll go back and watch it again. Maybe on a future podcast, we'll talk about yeah. my opinion again because I feel like I can't give one too much. Well, like I said, I didn't I hate that. the movie overall. I just, and hated I do the remember characters. saying what you said because I do remember watching it and thinking I liked it. But then when I went back yeah. and watched 20 minutes of it, I, I'll give it I get it. The meatloaf really pissed you and Wells off. I understand. I'll she, give it she credit. shouldn't have done the, it. The story it just wasn't was comedic decent. up to that point. And the twist the, was good. Nobody saw the twist coming. I'll give I'll give it credit. Yeah, I thought it had a great twist. But like I said, I just didn't like most of the characters in the movie. But I am proud that you picked a kind of a under the radar movie. Under the radar. It's not quite a B movie either. It's just one of those foreign films that probably got a lot of government budget money that they don't make a lot of films anyway. Well, audience, go watch it. If you've never seen this movie, check it out. out. Are we we gonna rate this one? We are gonna rate this one. I'm gonna start with the man to my left. Which is Trent. No, I'm just kidding. It's you, obviously. Go ahead. If you give it like a six. Sitting the bar low no. after all that shit. Mm-mm. Nope, it's not getting a six. He's looking at me like he's trying to read me. Uh, Are you rating Trent or the movie? No, I just default looked it that way when I'm thinking. I guess five, maybe. It's right in the middle, it's pretty average. I mean, it, it earns. I I could have gave it a four overall, but I'm gonna give it a five because, like I said, the the story wasn't bad and the plot twist was really good. So five. I think it'd be worthy of a five and a half at least. But one, two, three, four. Yeah. yeah. Go ahead, Trent. What do you I'll, think? Uh, I'll give it a six point five. Wow. You raised the bar. I, I know it's kind of tough for you since you haven't watched it recently. So I mean, I'd probably you, give this you... one a five and a half, just because it did. I, I do remember that it had, you know, more of a plot. I don't know, I'll give it a five and a half. Just it can be out. a good time, but I hope, I hope you're rating out five and a half. Five and a half. Okay. Six. I'll give it a six. Okay. I'll bring his five up to a five and a half. Okay. Six. Okay. Six. You guys think I'm? You guys are gonna think I'm crazy for this? Then I already do. Yeah, eight, eight and a half. <laughs> oh shit, that's high. Yeah, it is. Hey, high, you high. like what you like. Yeah, it's nothing sorry. crazy. Nothing wrong I'm, sorry. I'm gonna I'm gonna watch it again. I might give it a higher one next week. If I can get you to a seven, I think that's an improvement. It would be from a six. <laughs> six isn't bad. I, I well, I wouldn't I consider a six and, and a half much of an improvement. That's what I mean. Like really, like six point two. <laughs> Can you die on your own time, please? <laughs> Trying to hold out as long as I can. <laughs> Selfish son of a bitch. I think six and Drink up is a, is a good movie. Five is average, and anything below five is We're going to have to spray bad. off all of our microphones now. <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> I think that was the only one I didn't catch with my elbow. Like, damn, I get lighter. my shirt. We're trying not to catch whatever you have all over that Oh, no shit. Uh, all right. Well, that's a pretty decent decent rating. All right. I well, I like the stories behind it. Those are creepy. Hey, maybe as hell. we'll get some listeners in New Zealand for doing this one. That'd be cool. I don't think yeah, we you, have listeners there yet. You Kiwis. So you they do call Kiwis. themselves that, right? Okay. Yeah, Kiwis. That's what I thought. Maybe it was because they were like hairy on the outside and sweet in the middle. 
I won't speak to that. I have no idea, but hey, we have listeners in Australia. That's close to New Zealand. Oh, my God. Yeah, any of you Aussies know any of those Kiwis, tell them about our podcast. Oh, my God. And if you're sweet in the middle, too, that's all right. Take us home, baby. Take us home. All right. Take us homebound. All right. Well, housebound. Well, after this Uh, show, I'm going to be housebound myself. Because it's late. Late and I need to go to bed. Killing the game. So, thank you. (laughs) So, that's the story of uh, Housebound and the creepy fucking stories behind it. Hopefully, you know, you learned something from this, listeners. Check check your your, attics, your crawl space, your closets. That's what they learned. Yeah. So, make sure you get a. Waistbands that are expandable, just in case. Just in case, check all your crevices. They, they might need to use your shorts. Check every crevice and take that however you want. But this has been the horror you know. I'm Ian. I'm Ian. I'm Trent. And I'm Darren. In the dead. I was gonna say if anybody was gonna be living in somebody's crevices, it'd be Wilson. In the shadows dance. Evil. I meant of the house. <laughs> the world between the living and the dead is thin. So now is the time to let all you know.